In today's Live Treasured podcast, how to practice Pilates of the tongue to breathe faith-filled inspiration, the fresh air of God's word into a lost and dying world. Hey, 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 Treasure Tribe. It's Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries, and I want to welcome you to the Live Treasured podcast. And I want to begin today, before we get into today's topic, by saying a huge thank you. So many of you have reached out to me personally through email uh, or, or through our website and let us know how much this summer series has created a shift in your own life. And I just want to say thank you. You know, that's such encouragement uh, for myself and for our team. Um, It takes a lot to put out these podcasts and to do all these things. And we love serving you. And so you telling us that this has made an impact, well, it just makes my day. And it gives me fuel for my fire. So that's the first thing. I want to say a big thank you. And um, what a blessing that that was to hear. The other thing that I want to be sure that I communicate is an exciting announcement. So we have an upcoming Bible study uh, that we're going to be doing together within the Treasure Tribe. The Treasure Tribe is an online community of Christian women that Treasured Ministries uh, hosts. And uh, we have our own website. We have our own social media platform, a safe online community away from social media. Um, And we also dive into the Word of God together. It's a safe place for you to dig into God's Word using the Nourish Method to nourish your heart and to do that, to walk with others while you're doing it. And so every fall uh, and every January, every fall, I like to do a group-wide study. And this past year, I met once a week on a Zoom weekly call with women all across the country. And actually, we had women all over the world. There was uh, a woman from Sweden that would pop in and join us. And it was really an amazing experience. It was so awesome. Um, Our group grew so close together. And so we're going to start that up again this fall. When you join the Treasure Tribe, you have access to all the Treasure Tribe Bible studies, which are Bible studies that go along with our Nourish Notebook and the Nourish Method. But every fall, starting in every fall and then in every January in the new year, we do a study together. Uh, So if you want to participate with other women in an online study, um, I would love for you to jump in. And don't think for a minute, well, it's online, so, I mean, we're really not going to feel close. Let me tell you, and these women will tell you that we felt so close with one another. And it was literally the highlight of my week was when I would do this 
with with other women. And so um, so I do this every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and and we'll do that again when we kick off the week after Labor Day in September. However, drumroll please, we are also starting a second Zoom meeting for all of those women out there that can't make it Friday at 10 a.m. We had uh, many women who reached out to me and said, you know, that's right during the time that I work or I'm, you know, taking my child to preschool or whatever it may be. And they said, can you please um, pray about doing another time during the week. And so I met with several of those women that reached out to me and we landed on Sunday evening uh, as a good time. So now not only will we have a small group together inside of the Treasure Tribe, Zoom call with me and with women all across the country, um, all ages, all stages uh, at 10 a.m. on Friday. If you can't make that one, we're going to start a second group And that's going to be Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock. So if you don't have any plans for Bible study and you're looking for a way where you can connect with other women that are on their faith journey and want to study the life of Joseph as we dig into the Word of God together, particularly with an emphasis on reviving those dreams that God has put in our heart, I'd love for you to join us. And here's how. You just follow these three easy steps. Number one, go to the Treasured Ministries website and click on Join the Treasured Tribe. Once you click on Join the Treasured Tribe, it will take you to a place where you can choose if you want to become a monthly member or an annual member. Um, it, It does not cost hardly anything to join the Treasure Tribe, but we like for women to invest something in this. Um, We feel very strongly about that. And then because of generous donors out there who've given so freely to Treasured Ministries, we're able to provide for you everything that you need to dive into God's Word, including a Nourish Notebook and all the classes. And we're so excited about our new safe online community that's away from social media, okay? So first thing is you sign up for the Treasure Tribe by going to the website and clicking on sign up for the Treasured Tribe. You're going to choose, do I want to be a monthly member or an annual member? You can look at the details on there. And then number three, you want to begin on your own by just taking the 21-day challenge. That's the first class. It'll show you how to use the Nourish Notebook. And then begin looking in your inbox on the Treasure Tribe uh, website for uh, the Zoom link to start up. If you're going to do Fridays at 10, our first meeting will be September 10th. And if you're doing Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Uh, The first meeting will be September the 13th. Now, that was a lot of information. But the bottom line is, if you want to start diving into God's word and nourishing your heart 
And at Treasure Ministries, we believe that this is a transformative process. If you want to learn a grace-based daily approach to transform your life through God's Word, we teach you that in the 21-Day Challenge. And then if you want to study God's Word with others in community and interact with some amazing women, you can do that right inside the Treasure Tribe. And all you have to do is to join the tribe then take the 21-day challenge, and then be looking for an email for your inbox. You don't have to sign up for either of those groups. You just show up, all right? And that 21-day challenge too, that's going to give you everything that you need to get started step-by-step with 21 encouraging, faith-filled videos to get you going. All right, so I can't think of a better way to begin your fall than to fall into God's word with some other fantastic women. All right, that's enough of that. So um, I want to dive into today's tip. I can't believe we're already at number nine, um, but the tip for today is to refresh others uh, and, and receive refreshment. Now, I talked about inside of my intro uh, doing Pilates of the tongue to sort of breathe the fresh air of faith inside of this world, to be a light, to lead others to the Lord. And where I get this concept is from uh, a book that one of my favorite authors, Lois Treverberg, wrote, on Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus. You've probably heard me reference this book as we've walked through this series because I'm reading it this summer. But she talks about Pilates of the tongue. And uh, and she says this on page 101 in her book. Have you ever tried Pilates, the exercise program that focuses on strengthening your abdominal muscles? You'll certainly remember having a sore midriff after your first session of what seems to be a thousand and one variations of the sit-up. If you can control your abs, your core, they say you'll stand straighter, breathe deeper, and enjoy a better quality of life. James tells us that the key to getting fit spiritually is to focus our workouts up a little higher on our tongue. James 3, 2, anyone who is at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And then we know the book of James goes on to talk about, and we've talked about this in other uh, in, in in other podcasts, that it's like a rudder, that it steers the ship, that it is like a spark of, that can create a whole world of bad, like with fire, or it can create blessing. And today, I want to talk about the power of your tongue to be a blessing in the lives of of others. You know, we are living inside of this season where inside of the world where words are many. Um, We hear words all the time with social media and what we see on TV. We have access to so much information. And a lot of times this information is negative in our life. Uh, How does it make you feel after you've watched the news for a while? I mean, 
makes me feel down, sometimes anxious when I watch it. And then conversely, think about a time in your life when other people have spoken words over you that have literally lifted your spirits. I've just gotten back from the first annual Treasure Tribe retreat. That's another thing that you get to do when you're in the Treasure Tribe is we uh, had our first ever retreat this past summer, and it was a mountaintop experience, and we're going to do it again. One of the very first things that we did, one of our activities, our icebreakers, we ate dinner together, and then we sat around the table, and we asked every woman to say um, how they felt like that God had gifted them because it's very hard. You know, women will self-deprecate in a heartbeat, but saying positive things about their lives, that's a challenge, right? That's a challenge. We don't have a problem saying about others, but about ourselves. And so every person went around and they would say, you know, how they felt like God had fearfully and wonderfully made them. And then we opened up the door for the group to say how they, uh, what they saw inside of them, that particular person that was a blessing. And so it was such a beautiful way to begin the retreat because there were just these words of affirmation and love, not only that we made everybody say about themselves, but that other people spoke over them. And what happened was this um, this aura of refreshment that just sort of fell over the retreat and really lasted for the whole time. And the bottom line is, is that when we pour out kind words to others, that it reaches back into our lives and it does the same thing. And and the other part about uh, words is that, you know, the Bible tells us that words carry tremendous power. And so I think that that's what Lois Treverberg uh, and the author of James, James chapter three, what they're getting at is that, you know, in exercise, according to Joseph Pilates, that your core is the most important thing for you to concentrate on. And so spiritually for us, it is our tongue. And as I've been walking through this Shift Your Lips series, which we've mainly been focusing on the words that we say about ourselves I am now very aware and trying to be very careful of how I talk to others because I'm really starting to comprehend that the words that I say to others matter. They not only matter to the other person carrying a tremendous impact, but it really matters to God. And the bottom line is this. We feel more peace. We feel more joy when we are speaking words of life about others. The truth of the matter is, is that the words that we say carry power. They can either build somebody up or they can either bring somebody down. Listen to these scriptures inside of Proverbs. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. 
Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. You know, before I left for um, the, the Treasure Tribe retreat, I was actually very anxious, very nervous. It was a huge step for me in ministry. And I was I was feeling heavy, right? Like there was just this weight of um, going outside of my comfort zone. There was this weight of wanting this weekend to be a blessing for everybody and just, you know, just stepping into uh, a lot of unknown. Um, And I received this text from a dear friend of mine and listen to what she said to me. Know and believe that you are profoundly loved and seen and wise and significant and gifted and tender-hearted and trailblazing and beautiful and for real beautiful and never too much nor not enough. And she sent these words to me and it was a word that I needed to hear right on time. It lifted my heart and it was as if God reached through that phone and he hugged me. This text probably took her one minute to write, one second to send, and it had such an impact on my life. I was thinking, you know, we really can make a huge difference in the lives of others if we'll watch what we say, and pause in our day to take the time and to value that the words that we say to others or about others matter. Um, Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 16.21 says, Gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. Um, And Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. And so we see that the words that we say to others matters. And so because of that, When we make a priority to speak those words to others, it really does bring refreshment to the soul. Um, And and one thing that I want to um, just bring out in this, uh, because one thing that I think that I um, uh, consider inside of this is that you know, I, I'm, I am aware that when I speak words of life to others um, and really make an effort to do that, and the thing is, it really doesn't take that much time, and it's something that if you're always aware of it, you know, we've talked about um, just becoming aware of things inside of this series, and so really, like, when I'm at the grocery store checking out, um, just in even in my day-to-day, you know, am I taking the opportunity to, to lift up and to say loving words to others? And am I doing this, you know, responding to the promptings 
of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that we encourage inside of the Nourish Method um, is every week, you know, to look for that message, that word inside of the Bible that you can share with others. And it never ceases to amaze me how the Holy Spirit can prompt us and how when we share those words of life, that it truly does have an impact. And so when God nudges our heart to share those, but the the other part of this is that it's not only refreshing to others, is that it brings peace and refreshment to you. Proverbs eleven twenty five says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Are you generous with your words? Are you generous with your words? This will not only be a blessing to others, but it will come back and it will bless you. Now, one of the um, one aspect that I wanted to bring out today inside of the podcast that I've become extremely aware of, I should say this, you know, um, these are areas where God is really working with me to to change. And, you know, inside of the podcast, we've talked about how um, detrimental shame is. In fact, I think pretty much like in every episode inside of this podcast series, I've talked about shame. And I've talked about it um, much like there's this dormant guitar that's just sitting there that doesn't play sound until its fingers hit the strings, that oftentimes there can be shame buried within people. And um, when people are criticized, when there are nasty words said to them, that it can strum that uh, subconscious note of shame inside of them. And so I think that, you know, we have to be very careful with not only what we say, but how we say it. And if you grew up inside of a home where shame was used to be an agent of control, where um, your parents used guilt to try to get you to do things, and it could have been good things, you know, to go to church or to visit this aunt or whatever, that that may also be a part of your own language. And you may not even recognize it, but I've really been convicted of things like passive aggressive comments and just underlying uh, tones of shame. And so when I have to say something to somebody, when I have to, um, and maybe, you know, because uh, we can't just like, um, you know, bringing these encouraging words isn't just agreeing with everybody all the time. But if I do have to disagree, or if I do have a difference of opinion, you know, to check shame at the door, to really look at emails that I write and make sure there's no hint of anything that would cause shame in another person's life. And the reality of it is, is that if you have to say something to somebody, you can get your point across without using words of shame. And I think that that is imperatively critical. And here's the gist. People are attracted by acceptance and they are repelled with shame and rejection. 
And so sometimes, you know, making a difference in somebody's life is speaking the truth in love. But we've got to do it in a way where we don't strum on those cords of shame. And so that's something I think that uh, that I'm really learning how to do to develop that skill. Because here's what I would do in the past. You know, I, I've always been an encourager. It's easy for me to validate people, to um, to love on people. That's something that comes as second nature for me. In fact, one of my spiritual gifts is exhortation. But if I needed to say something to somebody, or, or let me back up, but I think for years, what I thought that meant is that in order to be loving and refreshing to others, then that meant that I could never say anything um, negative or bad or draw boundaries. But that's not the case either. We don't need to go to the other extreme where we say, okay, um, I'm just going to be quote unquote nice all the time. Now you can be kind and say no and speak the truth and love. What must never come out of your mouth are those words that shoulder shame. And I know that you know what I'm talking about because probably a lot of you listening heard that, you marinated in that growing up. And so we have the beautiful privilege and right to be able to to break that um, and to speak words of life. Um, But that does not mean, right, that we just, like, we don't, you know, if if we need to draw a boundary or whatever, that we never say anything. Listen to this. Proverbs 28, 23 says this, whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than one who has a flattering tongue. Now, I've been an encourager all my life, um, but I think that a lot of times I was either, it was like there was no way that I thought that being an encourager meant that I couldn't say no or I couldn't have any sort of uh, boundary drawn. But the truth about it is, is that, you know, there was a part of that that was a flattering tongue that I wanted everybody to like me. And so then I always had to be nice and I can never say, and the problem with that is that if you're not honest with people and you don't draw boundaries, right, then you end up getting angry. And then instead of just drawing the boundary, then you start trying to use guilt and shame to try to get people to do what you want. And what I want you to see is that really that there's another way and it's called speaking the truth in love and that that can be a refreshing word also, but that any sort of shame or guilt that we put out there, whether through passive aggressive comments or whatever it may be, is not, never, no, never God's way. And oftentimes, it's a learned behavior that we do. And so I really want to encourage you, and God has been challenging me to break that pattern and to really start to think about 
the way that you speak to others. All right, so I'm going to close today with just some practical tips on this. And I really want to encourage you because, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 2.9 that we are royal priests. That we have been called out of darkness into light. And so now we can point other people to God. And I wonder how the world would change if you and I spoke faith-filled, inspiring words. I'm going to tell you something. The day that I received that text from my friend before I was going to the Treasure Tribe Retreat, the night that we were all sitting around the table and we were speaking those words of life and encouragement, it was the most refreshing thing about my summer. And there's so much negativity. There's so much flattery, people going along with whatever just seems popular, you know. But truth is love. And we can speak love. We can even set boundaries. And we can, but we can do it in a way that refreshes others. And so I want to challenge you today. Who is it that you know that needs a refreshing word? In fact, I want you to just try this exercise with me. I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to ask God, Lord, who is it that needs a word from encouragement from me? Now, whoever laid Whoever God laid on your heart, when you get off of this podcast, I want you to send them a text or reach out and call them. Share a verse with them. Just merely letting a person know that you were thinking about them, that God laid them on your heart, that is such a place of encouragement. And really, It doesn't take that much to do. The next thing that I want you to begin to do is to really ask the Holy Spirit to make you aware of when your words are not life-giving or even when your words are flattering, when you're giving that fake encouragement, you know, but you really are not being truthful and ask God to convict you that you may be that one that calls and inspires others out of dark places into light. And that is tip number nine. Thank you so much for listening today to the Shift Your Lips series. Next week, we will have tip number 10. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.